Hello, and welcome to Talking Home Renovations with the House Maven. I'm Catherine McPhail, your host. I am an architect working in eastern Massachusetts. I specialize in the renovation and additions to existing homes. So pretty much all of my work is home renovations, and I started this podcast to be a library of information for my clients and uh, future clients. I was looking for a show like this out there. I couldn't find it, so I am making it myself. At the beginning, the first few episodes are going to be kind of higher overview issues. Uh, later on, we're going to be talking about more granular information in the materials such as countertops, cabinets, bath fixtures, flooring. We'll have uh, experts on for each of those areas and have a conversation about how to even start looking at these elements. And as always, I'm going to try to include the sustainable options, try to figure out how we can um, do an environmentally friendly home renovation within each of these categories. But in this episode, I'm talking to Elizabeth Hayes, who is a realtor at Sotheby's in Cambridge, Massachusetts. And we talked about what to look for in a house if you're looking to fix up a house. Or if you have a house and you're thinking of doing a home renovation, how do you figure out how much money you can safely invest in your home? Also, if you have to sell, how much of the house do you need to renovate before you sell? Issues like that. So here you go. I hope you enjoy it. I was thinking about this today, Elizabeth. We have known each other for... I have to say 17 years. Wow. I know. I think so. You're yeah. making me feel old. <laughs> well, I was there too, so it's just been a while. And you sold our house it in has. Belmont. Yeah. And you're you're a real estate professional. Um, you sold our house in Belmont. Yep. You sold you helped us buy this hoarder house here in Arlington. So and that mm-hmm. even that was right. eleven years ago. That was eleven years ago. Um, and the, that I I what was surprising about the hoarder house is how many people were interested, notwithstanding what terrible, 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 disgusting shape it was in. And yeah. frankly, um, I thought you were crazy, but I also knew that if anybody <laughs> could do it, you could. And it's now a fabulous home. So, well, um, we you haven't know. finished it yet. We still haven't finished, but. That's okay. It'll, we'll just catch the, all the stuff we didn't pick up and do it on the second renovation. Um, but that's, yeah, that's right. speaking of, that kind of ties into one of my questions, what buyers should look for if they're looking for a property to renovate. Because this was actually a really good property in that it hadn't been touched for many, many years. But mm-hmm. uh, so they hadn't replaced all the windows yet. They hadn't done a lot of work to ruin it. It was pretty much in its original condition. So, but I'm wondering what your buyers look for. If they're looking for well, I mean, I think I I think that's a um, number one something that is in original condition or hasn't been ruined, as you said, uh, because you know it's hard to come into a space that has been renovated to someone else's taste, or they ripped out you know old molding or beautiful original features, and then you know replaced it with things that arguably. Um, are new and better, but aren't really done well. So I don't think that that's a very rewarding space. Also, I think you want to make sure uh, that any work you're going to do is, you know, fits in with what is in the neighborhood. So you don't want to have a little itty bitty house 
and you're going to then build the, rebuild it as the Taj Mahal, but it doesn't fit into the neighborhood. You're probably better off finding another neighborhood. Uh, does it have space that already exists, like an unfinished attic or an unfinished basement, or can you foresee that the lot would allow you to expand or add? Um, you know, if those things are present, that's always a nice possibility too. Uh, but I'm always very, very concerned that my buyers do as much due diligence as possible before they purchase something that they want to renovate because I don't want them getting into the property and realizing, oh, gee, you know, we're already at total capacity and we can't do that wonderful addition that we imagine we can do. What am I doing with this house? Mm. So, yeah. Well, that that is a good point that they, they should check on the zoning and make sure that they can actually do the project that they want to do. And I have to say that people generally, they call me and ask if I, if they can take down a wall in their house. And I just want to say, uh, as far as that goes, that you can take a wall down. It's just a matter of putting a beam in and posting down. And so people think that's a bigger deal than it, than it is. I'm just going to say that. Right. That might be helpful to people. Um, so how can you, you were saying that, you know, buying a little house and making it Taj Mahal in a neighborhood of, of um, smaller homes, for example. So how do people determine how much they can really uh, invest in their house? Should they look at the rest of the neighborhood and see what the neighborhood can bear? Should it, does it make a difference how well, long they're staying? Right. And that, you know, sometimes I get called in, I'm not going to sell the home for anybody, uh, but they would like an analysis. What's my home worth now? You know, what does the neighborhood look like in general? And if I uh, add an extra bathroom or renovate the kitchen, um, how much can I spend where I'm going to reasonably get a good return if I do sell, you know, five, six, 10 years down the road? And that also matters, you know, how long are you going to be there? Um, you know, if you are a young person who's still, you know, has the possibility of being transferred across the country, and that is an opportunity that you would want to take, I might say, be very careful about how much you spend and what you do. Mm -hmm. Um, so, um, I've had folks think that they're going to renovate and then they realize, you know what, I'm probably better off just buying a bigger home. Um. Or I've had people say, you know, this market is so challenging. Uh, here we are in Boston area where there is not enough inventory. And I think more and more people are saying, you know, can I accomplish what I want within the existing structure? Um, but I, you know, I think so you not only bring in somebody like me, a real estate agent, to give you a sense of what your home is worth and what it could possibly be worth, um, you know, conservatively, you often can't predict if a market is going to change, but um, you can advise somebody, you know, I wouldn't do a high-end remodel, but if you spent, you know, 50 to 100K to freshen up the bathroom and replace windows or, uh, you know, do a modest kitchen rehab, you're going to be fine. And if you're going to enjoy the house that much more, go ahead and spend the money. Um, I think people... Uh, get frustrated when they, you know, say, well, I spent $150,000 and then, you know, unfortunately they can't get that return back for whatever reasons. They've done something that's highly personal or um, they haven't made very good design decisions. 
so which is why I always advise, you know, calling in a professional, someone like you who yeah. understands design, understands what can be done uh, yeah. and can bring in other professionals to help actually really price something out correctly. Yeah. So uh, definitely proper planning helps and it, it must help to look at the property before they actually buy it and just all of the possibilities and how much money they can put into it and kind of assessing that. Um, on the other end of the on the other end of the time frame of living in a house, there are people who are selling their houses and they think that, well, since I want to sell my house, I should redo the kitchen and the bathrooms and how much of my money will I get back if I do that? And what what do you have to say about that? I usually advise people not to do that, but I'm not a real estate professional. I usually right. I usually try to discourage them from spending the money on that. I'd like to hear your perspective yeah. on it. If you have a property that, you know, clearly needs a new roof, uh, the heating system that is at the end of its life, you know, the windows are about to fall out. Um, you, you do have two options. You can say, uh, you know, let me price out what it would be to make these, uh, make, take care of these maintenance issues, which I've allowed to uh, neglect. Um, or I'm just going to sell the house as is. What does happen sometimes is selling as is, you can potentially leave money on the table. But people say, well, I just don't have the time, money, or energy to make these changes. I'll just leave it to the next home buyer. Um, so that's, um, you know, it isn't always feasible, of course, to, to do these things. But sometimes doing some basic things are going to make a difference. And I find more and more that, um, you know, depending on the demographic who is going to buy your home these days in greater Boston, you know, so many younger people just to come up with a 20% down payment or 10% down payment is already a lot of money. They're not interested in doing big projects or, you know, they'll, they'll turn away from a home that, you know, doesn't even have sort of, basic um, basic infrastructure in decent shape. You know, mm -hmm. they, they might not mind coming into a house that, you know, has the old wallpaper and needs floor refinishing, but, you know, they say, gee, I, you know, $500,000 house, I have to have a $100,000 down payment plus closing costs. And do I really want to put in new windows and new roof and a new boiler, which is going to cost me, you know, 60 grand. Usually, the answer is no. So, you know, if it's a homeowner who has lived there for a long time, they're going to get a lot of money because they bought 35 years ago when you could buy a home for a hundred grand and they're going to be walking away with, you know, 500,000 in equity. That home buyer might, that homeowner might make a really savvy financial decision by doing some of these, these basic things. And then cosmetic work. I mean, I tend to think it's going to make a house sell that much faster and usually it's not very expensive to do. So why don't you paint? Why don't you uh, freshen up the floors if these are things that you can do? Um, usually it's going to make a house show better and sell that much faster. So, you know, it does depend. I, but, you know, no, don't put some high-end kitchen in and think that the next buyer is going to be thrilled. Just, you know, something that's functioning and can be moved into and let the next person with their own design touches on the property. So um, would would you say that, do you have a sense of what the return on investment is for things like kitchens and bathrooms? If someone put one in and it's, let's say, less than 10 years old when they go to sell it, 
can people expect to get most of the money they put in back or 70% or do you have any stats on that? Well, there are, there are, um, there is information out in the industry that um, real estate agents and architects and builders have access to, um, you know, these days we can go online and find all sorts of websites where you can plunk in your zip code, um, indicate what it is you want to do, a new roof, uh, and you'll get some idea of the budget for it. Um, one thing that I have used in the past and I don't know if it's something from the real estate industry or if it's, um, you know, builders use it, but it's these sort of cost versus value reports. Um, I mean, I think one thing that might is, is um, again, if you're, if you're going to err, you should probably err in the, in a mid range uh, fix up. So, you know, fixing up a, a bathroom, a remodeling a bathroom, maybe getting rid of a uh, an old vinyl tub and putting in a, a nice steel, you know, porcelain over steel, some basic tiles, maybe uh, something like some subway tiles and a and a nice pedestal sink, uh, maybe nice white or penny tile floor, you know, clean, crisp. Uh, not too design eccentric, I think, you know, you're going to do pretty well with a return. Uh, and I do know that you can look at these cost value reports or your builder or someone like you probably has access to these and you can get a little better figure. Um, but, you know, also 10 years later, um, now it's a little older and I do have people who say, well, I just did it because time flies. And it's like, right. well, it's already a little dowdy again. So, I mean, I think the decision is, um, personal. Uh, if you need a new bathroom because you've got three kids and everybody's fighting over a bath and a half, then, you know, spending the money, there's something intangible about that because it's made your life that much better for 10 years. Mm. Um, you know, and hopefully you will, you will not feel that that was money that wasn't well spent. You know, similarly, if you enjoy cooking, you know, having a nice pretty kitchen, uh, you know, that's functional, I think why not? But I do think you need to go in with eyes wide open that you not are not necessarily going to get dollar for dollar back when you sell. And it's, you know, it usually I have to kind of look at each house, but there yeah. are, um, yeah, there are metrics in order that sort of give you a better idea of it. You know, typically you'll get 75 cents on the dollar if you put yeah. in a new patio or a deck or something okay. like that. Well, maybe I could get a, uh, we could put that in the show notes, uh, a web address of yes. one of those places. Because I actually don't use those and I should should use those. I don't know how accurate they are ever because when I look up how much should an architect be paid, it's not, doesn't seem realistic. So. I never know about these websites, but we'll put one, we'll get a good one and put it in the show notes. You know, I am interested in sustainable um, design and environmentally friendly renovations. And I'm just wondering if you've noticed if buyers are interested in more energy efficient homes or homes with solar or other sustainable features, or do they, do people look for that kind of thing? Is that, is that something that people advertise in their listings or? Yes, more and more. But, you know, it's interesting. I mean, even in the last two and three years, 
I see more interest than I did, you know, the prior. I, I think people used to say, gee, you know, if I can have an indirect water heater, for example, maybe it costs a little more money to install, but uh, they last, you know, how many years? You probably know. I think you have one, um, you know, versus something that is less expensive, but only has an eight to 10 year lifespan. Um, But now people are, you know, are more interested, not just from a, can I save money point of view, which is, I think where people were coming at it a little more in the past. And now is, you know, climate change has become more real for uh, especially young people, uh, young families, you know, if they can afford to do it, they, they are eager to do it. And I think it is something that can really enhance um, a home's resale value. Uh, obviously, if you put something like solar panels on, you don't necessarily get a re- an immediate return, but certainly over time. So again, this is one of those questions, you know, we think this is our house for the next 18 years. We plan to, you know, see the kids from grade school through grad high school graduation. You know, you're probably going to make a lot of money back and feel quite virtuous Mm -hmm. um, in the meantime. And I do think people are interested in sustainability more and more, uh, you know, things that used to look appealing, like, Hey, vinyl, that's great. We never have to paint it. Now I think folks are a little more sensitive to, Ooh, do we want, you know, plastic in our homes and in our environment? Well, the, the induction, the induction ranges, I try to talk to my clients about electrifying their houses and getting gas out of their houses, which I think is going to be the trend mm. moving forward. And you're right. Everybody asks for gas in the house when they're doing a kitchen renovation or has been. Mm-hmm. Um, and mm-hmm. But when we cook on electric, we don't have to cook on electric coils anymore. It, it's Supposedly the induction stoves are quite, um, quite good. I thought my gas range was broken recently. I was going to get but it turns out it wasn't actually broken. So I have to wait to replace it. But when I do replace it, I'm going to try to go all electric. There's, there's a real move afoot to make people aware that, you know, natural gas, uh, you know, isn't necessarily um, a green and friendly choice. So, no. um, and I think, yeah, high efficiency systems, uh, some of the heat pumps and, um, you know, the, the, she style AC slash heat units. I mean, these are, these are cool. I, I would love the day that I have solar panels on my house. Um, although uh, my Boston house faces the street and I think there's a little aesthetic pushback to that for some mm-hmm. people. So depending on where, how their house is situated, but yeah. Um, well, I, yeah. I'm looking forward to the day. It's, it's uh, friendly and cost friendly. Environmentally and, friendly and cost friendly. <laughs> yeah, that I keep waiting for Tesla keeps announcing they've uh, they've put out the solar roof tiles, but they never really do. So that's going to be amazing uh, when that happens. It is because they look great, but then they really you can't buy them. So we'll just keep an eye on that. But okay, so we have a segment of the show. It's called "Learning from the Mistakes of Others." So I feel like it's oh. useful. <laughs> It's useful to to learn from other people's mistakes so you don't have to make them yourself. So I figure you must have been in thousands of houses by now. Wouldn't you say so? I think so. Yeah. So have I you I would say so. Yeah. So have you seen any strange renovations or things where you walk in and you think, why did they why did they do that and how did potential buyers react? Or it doesn't have to be anything that you actually tried to sell or 
Right, right. Um, well, I do have a, um, I mean, I, I, I frequently cringe um, when I walk into a home that has just one of those sort of like, you know, 20 foot high grand foyers. And then for whatever reason, there are really small windows. I tend to see this in newer construction that, um, you know, maybe was not very well thought out, uh, like kind of a builder special as opposed to something that was thoughtfully designed by an architect. Um, I, I, I have a really difficult time when I feel that uh, windows are not proportioned correctly for the space Hmm. um that's that's big and you see that and I think it must be because you know someone says well I'll just put you know two side-by-side windows and and it and it it just it isn't grand it it feels weird um (laughs) that's always been a kind of a cringeworthy situation for me and I tend to see it a lot um I have oh well we worked on um we worked on a property that you know, I would say, you know, it wasn't a mistake, but it was a very idiosyncratic design choice. And um, some clients had expanded their home. I think it was maybe originally either a cape or a ranch and did really quite a lovely uh, renovation, but they chose to remove a conventional staircase, if that is I remember correctly, and they put in a spiral staircase, and it was the only route to the third floor and the only route down to the finished basement. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it was it was a drag on the sale, and I think that's when I contacted you, and you came in, and oh, yeah. while the homeowner, yeah, yes. uh, the homeowner I- did, didn't replace it, but you were able to um, measure it out, figure out what to do. I think you gave us a rendering and that became part of our marketing materials. And we ended up with a happy buyer who ended up putting in a conventional staircase. They did put back the stairs. You know, I, I feel like that is, you know, my videos that I do and I have renovation regrets. I feel like spiral staircases are potentially a renovation regret for me because they are Mm -hmm. so, generally people put them in when they don't have room for a regular stair. They're trying to save foot, the foot, uh, the footprint of the stair, trying to save space. And they are so dangerous. It feels like people carrying a baby down the stairs, for example, and you could easily fall down those stairs or laundry, or if you're trying to go or down and, dog. and your, dog, your dog tries to go down at the same time. <laughs> it's just, they're disastrous. I don't know. I I don't like those. I don't recommend them. Right, right. I, well, you know, another, yeah, another trend maybe, and I think, I, I know we've talked about this, but the um, maybe knocking down too many walls, um, I think in a small space, you know, an open living, dining, kitchen situation can be nice. But, you know, if you're someone like me and my husband who love to cook but are very messy people, um it, it, it can be frustrating to then sit down at a beautiful dinner and you've got you're overlooking, you know, pots and pans and stuff. Um, I, I think maybe we've taken that trend a little too far. Um, 
and I look forward to the time that people, because I think people say, yeah, we want open, 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 but they're, I think they're more difficult spaces to live in, um, especially if you're not just a neat neck and living by yourself. So. Well, I agree with that. I have also made a video about, about that. Yeah, I just feel like too much open space, there's no real, there's no real point to it. It's nice to have separate rooms for a variety of reasons. So a little bit goes a long way in that as far as right. I'm concerned. So, um, okay, so is there anything else that you would like to, if you had something to say to uh, a person starting a home renovation, maybe thinking about buying a house for a home renovation, any, you've already given a lot of advice. Well, anything else you want to add? Yeah, right. No, I mean, I, I think the main thing is to get as much information as possible, which isn't always easy in a fast-moving market. Um, usually a house comes on the market on a Thursday and then if it's in a nice neighborhood and has something nice to offer, it ends up with several people wanting to buy it, you know, within a week. Um, but I think, you know, even in a short period of time, you can, you know, call on someone like you to come in and it's worth spending, you know, an hour to two hours to get a design professional take. And, you know, you can't always get a builder in. You won't always know exactly how much it's going to cost. Um, but, you know, I think make, that's those are just big, big decisions. And don't just walk into a space and say, we don't really like it, but we can fix it because you can't always. So um, that could be, Yeah. Well, that's good advice, and I do want to say that I didn't actually tell you to say that, though. But that is a very good plug for my own services. I know. Well, no, no, no. I mean, well, the fact is we do go back a long way, and I've had to consult on a number of, um, you know, just in these situations. I mean, it's true. You know, um, if people say, oh, I don't know if I want to spend, you know, I don't want – I don't want to contact an architect. I, I can't afford to do that or something, but it, you know, it's sort of like maybe you can't afford not to do it. Yeah. Um, this is an enormous purchase and, you know, uh, better to say, wow, you know, I think it's more than I thought it was going to be. This probably isn't the house for us um, rather than buying something and finding out you can't do what you want to do. Right. Um, right. So yeah, so yeah. It's, it's, I'm not, not just plugging you. I think <sighs> it's prudent. And frankly, you know, I mean, even as a real estate agent, I, you know, the last thing I want is a client to say, gee, this was such a rush process. And you told me you thought we could probably do X, Y, and Z and we couldn't do it, you know? So, um, I like to defer, you know, I know I have my, um, area of expertise and, you know, can look up numbers and that sort of thing and know, um, you know, have some sense after many years of doing this, but it's no substitute for getting, you know, uh, well, a second Real opinion. Professional maybe. advice. Yeah. 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 Sure. So. Well, I really appreciate your time, Elizabeth. I, um, well, I, I would have information about you and your office also in the show notes. So people could look you, you up if they, if they need a consult or some, some such, have a house to sell. I can recommend you highly, actually. Um, yeah. So <laughs> anyway. But. I, I am biased because I've worked with you a few times, so, and I, I really have enjoyed it. So, anyway, and thank you for being on the podcast and, you know, being a part of all this. I appreciate it. I hope it was helpful to um, the person out there who's wondering what to do, I, and I think it will be, so. 
All right. Well, thank you. I'm I'm pleased to have been asked to be on the show. So uh, I think that's the first time I've ever been interviewed. I'm I'm thrilled. Well, that's all for the conversation today. Appreciate you listening. If you have an idea for an episode or a question you'd like to see answered on a future episode, please email me at thehousemaven at talkinghomerenovations.com and we'll answer the question in a future episode. Also at talkinghomerenovations.com, you'll be able to find the show notes, more information about Elizabeth, links to social media. You can follow me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And if you think a friend of yours or two friends of yours would enjoy this podcast, if you could send them a link to it, that would be very helpful. So once again, I'm Catherine McPhail, and Talking Home Renovations with the House Maven is produced by my architecture firm, Demios Architects. If you need help with your project or architectural advice, you can contact me through my website, www.demiosarchitects.com. There are some free downloads of blog posts and articles that I have about design and, well, a whole host of other issues. you have to go check it out. And also, I am going to have my guide to environmentally friendly renovations posted for a free download there, so take a look. I am really excited about the music that I get to play on this podcast, the beginning and the end. That tune is Blackberry Festival Foot Race by David Fisher. It's a Scottish jig in D minor, and it's played by the Great Hanukkah Castle. Well, thanks again, and until next time, remember, it is okay to dream.